Okay, let's get it. Locked on LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, and right here for the Locked on LSU podcast. Uh, we now know that the LSU football spring game will be at Southern University. We'll let you hear from Southern's AD, Roman Banks, who fills in some of the particulars. New premium seating option at LSU Baseball. We'll chat about that as well coming up. And uh, LSU Baseball loses at Nichols on uh, Tuesday night in a midweek game last night. So let's start there. Baseball Tigers had chances early. As a matter of fact, had the bases loaded in the top of the first inning against Nichols, but they let the starter, lefty Tyler Terrio, wiggle off the hook. Bases loaded. Maurice Hampton grounded out weakly to short, and uh, LSU from that point on would only scratch across a couple of runs. And Paul Maneri said the obvious. Wasn't a great night. Yeah, it was uh, obviously not a very good performance by us tonight. Um, you know, their left-hander did a really nice job. You know, he was very crafty and uh, completely had a soft balance. We didn't really make good adjustments to um, to him. And, uh, uh, you know, when you get two hits, you know, in the first inning and don't take advantage of that opportunity and then don't get any hits for the next six innings or so. But, you know, the the... the for me, this was just a, you know, I know it's early and we're finding out about players and, you know, these are opportunities that you find out who can, who can do it. So let's talk about some of what we learned about who is proving they can do it. One of those guys at this point you've got to consider is Alex Malazzo. Uh, Malazzo got in the game in a pinch hit situation and came through with a base knock. That's a guy that right now is proving not only is he a really good defensive catcher, we've heard so much about his elite pop time and his great arm throwing down to second base. And LSU a year ago had such an issue controlling the running game of opponents. They did not pick off a runner all season, uh, the pitcher pick, uh, with a pickoff move, and they were among the worst in the country at throwing runners out. So... Malazzo is a guy that gives you an option defensively. If you're playing a team that likes to run, you might have better success controlling the running game. Or if there's a game that you feel might be a lower scoring game where you need your best defensive lineup in the field, where Malazzo's proven he can be that guy defensively for you. But the biggest surprise so far is that he has swung a really hot bat for LSU so far this season. Uh, he played in all three games. Again. He's played in all five games so far. He had a base hit in his debut against Indiana. Uh, he was one for four in game two, 0 for one in game three in the loss in a pinch hit situation. But he's yet to walk, but he's only got two strikeouts in 11 at-bats. So for the season, he's four of 11 with three RBI. He's got a double. He's proving that he can handle the bat, and he also to go along with being an elite defensive catcher. I think we've also found out uh, that Kay Doty is a guy that we know is going to be in the everyday lineup. He had that single in the first. He finished just one for four, but he did walk in the ball game as well. The question is, where does he fit on the infield? Uh, Zach Mathis continues to swing a hot bat as well. He was two of three last night. Uh, he had a single in the first, but he came up with a run scored and a walk in the ball game. So he was on base three times in the game against Nichols. So we're learning about about this team. The flip side of it is the hot and cold season for Gavin Dugas continues. They tried him at third base last night after playing at second against Southern, and Dugas was 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. And that's been the problem so far this year with Gavin Dugas is he has struggled 
to put the ball in play. Uh, he has already struck out seven times in 13 at-bats. So more than half of the times he's been at the dish, he's gone down on strikes. So that's just a problem. And the same can be said for Drew Bianco. Only five games into the season, but uh, you know it's 0 for 3 against Nichols. He struck out five times in 12 at-bats, just one hit on the season. Uh, he has walked three times, but it's been a grind so far for some of these guys through the first five games. So that's kind of led Paul Maneri to say we're probably going to try to see a lot of different to see a lot. Yeah, well, we're going to get to work tomorrow and get it corrected. I can assure you that we're going to work hard, and especially on the fundamentals of the game. And, and, it, and it may mean that we're going to go with a lot of young kids going forward, you know, and that's, you know, that there'll be mistakes made with young kids because they're just, you know, learning to play the game. But, you know, if that young kid is got gives us the best chance and we're going to go with them and just try to, you know, teach him the game as quickly as we can. Let's look at the pitching from last night. Eric Walker got the start, and you talk about something you learned. You know, coming out of the weekend where it was a bit shaky for both Landon Marceau and A.J. Labus, thought maybe if Walker went out and had a really good performance, he might vie to get back in the weekend rotation. Well, kind of the opposite happened. Walker only went two and a third. He gave up just one hit. But if I ask you what's been the hallmark of Eric Walker during his time at LSU, we'd say – his command, and it wasn't there. Walker walked three hitters in two and two thirds, and he hit two batters. He put seven. He put five runners on base. It's just not what we've come. And, and then he allowed uh, one base hit. It's just not what we've come to expect from Eric Walker. So, man, that's really difficult to see when uh, a guy who has made his living commanding three pitches because he doesn't have elite velocity. It, when you lose that command, you lose your you lose your secret weapon. You lose your superpower. And we we saw that a little bit for, from Eric Walker uh, against Nichols. Aaron George went two and a third, five strikeouts. The flip side of it, he allowed a couple of hits. He walked a guy. He hit a guy. When he commands it, He's got really good stuff. I mean, the five strikeouts in two and a third is a testament to that. Um, he struck out five of the nine hitters he faced. But, again, you're allowing free passes. Trent Vetmeyer winning inning, an inning and a third, walked two guys, allowed three hits, wasn't great. And Rye Gunter pitched an inning in two-thirds, walked two guys, struck out two. Again, it's just it's command. As a staff, LSU walked eight guys and hit three. In a two-run game, you allowed – only three uh, earned runs in that ball game, so you know, three of the of the four runs, and it's disappointing that LSU allowed uh, allowed that many base runners, eleven free passes, eight walks, and three hit by pitch in that ball game. So Palmineri said they'll try to get it corrected. They're learning who they can count on, and we'll see how that manifests this weekend uh, with LSU returning to Alec Box Stadium for a three game weekend series against Eastern Kentucky which will start Friday at 7 o'clock. We'll preview that series on tomorrow's episode of the Locked on LSU podcast. All right, quick break. When we come back, we know the LSU spring game is going to be at Southern University's Mumford Stadium. How did it all come about? You'll hear it from the Southern AD next. You'll hear it from the Southern 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We continue Locked On LSU, your team every day. So we learned this week that LSU is going to play its spring game up at Mumford Stadium on the Southern Campus on April the 18th. Uh, LSU's Tiger Stadium, the whole playing surface being renovated. LSU had to get a special exception from the NCAA to play it off campus. Sites like New Orleans and Shreveport were all rejected, and Southern was a willing partner and were able to make this work. We caught up with Southern AD Roman Banks to fill in some of the who, what, where, when, why, how. Well, uh, you know, for us, I'm pretty sure they probably touch other places, but, you know, we've been in a conversation with them for about over a month now. Uh, as it relates to they, uh, you know, they're going to be working on their facilities and and uh, thought this would be a good place for them to host a spring game and thought it would be a chance for both universities to come together and create an opportunity for the city of Baton Rouge. So uh, about a month, what are some of the, what were some of the conversations about logistics and potential hurdles that had to be worked through? Well, uh, you know, first thing, man, we still got logistics to go over, but we just confirming it because of the, the the waiver and all the paperwork that had to be sent in to the NCA to get this approved. And so that has led us to the next phase. And so this is an approved event uh, for April the 18th, and my team and their administration team will start working together to now go into logistics for the game. Okay, so the specifically with the NCAA, we know, like, it, Michigan kind of screwed up this whole deal, right? Because they went, like, to Spain and Italy and all kind of stuff. And so the NCAA said, hey, no more traveling for spring games. So what goes into to the application for the move, this game moving to Southern? Well, uh, you know, the waiver process, is, it's the real deal. I mean, uh, obviously LSU had to, had to file the waiver, and, and they had to prove that uh, they needed an, an, another facility to uh, host a – spring game that they facility wouldn't be conducive uh, for the safety of the student-athletes and fans. So how long, do you know how long that process took? Uh, you know, being that, you know, I don't I'm, don't know when they first originated, but obviously, I, you know, I can't help but to say probably about two weeks or so. Okay. Um, Roman Banks is our guest, Southern AD at Coach Banks underscore SU on Twitter if you want to give a follow there. So between so we know March eighteenth. Yes. Between now and that game, what are the logistics that need to be worked out? Okay, so you know, obviously, uh, this is I'm sure by contract, you know, they uh, the SEC, you know, games are uh, most of their uh, scrimmage games are live on TV, and um, and so that's something that we have to carve out. We want to carve out uh, the opportunity time where Southern University will be doing their scrimmage probably on the morning probably about, say, 9 in the morning, and then LSU probably come, you know, after 12 and, 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 and do their scrimmage. And so there are two teams uh, that, has to, that, that has to go out and play and, and for the coaches to be comfortable with their evaluations. And there are events that we want to put around this, 
this uh, game, these ancillary events, that's going to cause for the city to be involved as well. Uh, I've spoken with, with Mayor Broom and her team of folks as well. And so uh, Southern Administration, LSU Administration, you know, we want to make this uh, outreach for the community. I always say that athletics is a, is a tool that can, that can bring people together. And so I think at, at such times like these, this can be a beautiful tool to bring uh, two of the top universities. Obviously, LSU, the flagship school, and we probably the flag, flagship school in the state. We the flagship school in our conference. That we can bring these two great, uh, great alumni bodies together and uh, and have a good time and and, uh, and and enjoy sports together. You know, another cool thing is a lot of kids on the LSU team that played that prepped in Baton Rouge played a lot of prep games at Mumford, so they'll get a chance to go back. Now, you did say that Southern is going to play its spring game on the same day in the morning? Yeah, Southern will have a control scrimmage that morning. And so these are logistics that we have to work out. And even speaking about that, we also want to get the two bands involved. Okay. And so, you know, there's something uh, time-wise and logistic-wise, uh, you know, and, and, and we still work in throwing out other scenarios. Would it be a light parade where they just perform – you know, between the two times for the game where they perform together. So these are some talking points uh, that we want to, uh, that both schools have to sit down and talk about. There will be ancillary events that we're going to bring. Uh, you know, we both schools are known for tailgating, so we definitely want that that uh, atmosphere to be festive and bring in different groups and bands. And so we're looking forward to have a good time. We want to make this event that, that will go down in history. Does – you mentioned TV as well. Does um... – does ESPN, the SEC Network, do they have to be involved in these conversations as well? They will from the LSU side for sure. And so, therefore, we will have to make sure that here at Mumford Stadium that we have – that my team of people have everything in place that LSU needs. And so we're going to be suggestive to that. We know there are certain things uh, that they have to abide by the SEC rules. And so we're comfortable with that. And so they'll be having that conversation, and we'll be a part of that conversation because that is a service that we have to perform. And so, uh, you know, even all the way down from corporate sponsorships to, uh, you know, sure. what commercials need to be played and all those type of things. So it's a lot of work we got to do between now and that April 18th date. You know, it's so true. You even think about just, like, signage in the stadium. Like, are there – does LSU have to have its corporate sponsor signage in, in the stadium at Mumford? Do you yeah. know? Yeah, I'm sure, you know, that's the reason why, you know, uh, you know, uh, we have a nice video board where they can play, you know, what they need to for their corporate sponsors on the video boards. And we have, you know, the combination of sweet areas that we can host them. And so our facilities, uh, you know, here, uh, I think when a lot of people see our facilities, they'll be surprised if they not have not been on our campus. But uh, we feel like we're in a good place where we we can host them. I mean, you know, you got two games, so you talk about getting a trailer full of ice and all these things for <laughs> cocoa tubs and all these things to happen. So, you know, when people – it's not something that we take lightly. It's something that we have to work on, and, and we have a team of people working on it every day. Do uh, In a couple more minutes, Roman Banks, our guest, Southern Athletic Director, LSU and Southern will play their spring games on the same day uh, at Mumford Stadium. To the best of your knowledge, have there ever been two games at Mumford Stadium on the same day? Uh, certainly not when you start talking about, uh, you know, collegiate level, yeah. you know, uh, I, I, and I'm almost about to say, I don't know if that's been done, uh, a lot of places. And so when you start talking about two division one programs, uh, you know, this can very well be the first for that to happen. Uh, this is not, this is not brick. This is not the YMCA. These are two full players, division one programs. 
you know, that have to showcase themselves well. You know, you'll have uh, probably different recruits that's interested in both universities showing up. And uh, I think, uh, you know, it's a good time for, for for the two Coach O's to come together, and I'm pretty sure, you know, we'll have some autograph sessions and things like that. So I think it's going to be a festive day. I think it can be a beautiful day for the city of Baton Rouge. Is there, just for the, the sake of asking the question, does Southern, will Southern incur an extra cost, or will LSU compensate Southern for that cost? Well, Matt, these are the things that we have to sit down. It, it, you know, obviously they have costs that they were going to be in their stadium, and we have costs. And so we'll sit down and go through the details, and uh, and, and we'll try to uh, make sure that both teams have what they need. I'm sure both teams, both universities have their budget. And so uh, there will be costs without a doubt. I mean, you start talking about the things that you have to bring in, what you have to set up. Uh, and so, But we hope to keep those to a minimum. and. Uh, we 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 are encouraging that we can have a good turnout of young people to come out and and probably have some type of uh, community walk or some type of you know health fitness walk as well you know as we get ready for for this contest. What about um, tickets for the event? We you know you're taking me fast here. We okay. Haven't, we haven't got to that point yet. <laughs> uh, obviously, all these are on our checklist that we have to go you know that we have to peruse down the sheet. And uh, I'm not even aware if LSU charged for their spring game or not. And so these are some things that we have to sit down and talk about. And and uh, we will have some specialty areas that will have cost on it. I know that's been discussed as well. Uh, like but, a, like I'm sorry, like a premium area with alcohol or yes, something like that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so all these things, you know, uh, uh, what you are asking me, these are the things that we have to sit down and make sure we put the plan in place. And uh, I really don't know all the LSU requests right now, so we look forward to our meeting next week so we can move forward. As we wrap up another edition of the Locked on LSU podcast, hope that you will subscribe. Uh, If you missed the Roman Banks interview, you want to hear it in full or any of our interviews from After Further Review, you can catch it on demand at 1045ESPN.com or on the After Further Review YouTube channel. If you'd go there and subscribe, we'd appreciate it. Uh, One other quick tidbit, uh, LSU Baseball has introduced another premium seating option for fans. It's called the Loge. Uh, Alec Box Stadium is a big concourse area, and what the Loge is, it's an area that allows fans to sit in a partitioned-off area with a uh, a cocktail, a tall cocktail table, several folding chairs, and a a loveseat-type furniture. Essentially, it's a premium option. You get access to the Champions Club, uh, beverages, food down there as well, pre-game field access, and a tour of the uh, the locker room. So it's pretty cool. It comes out to about $100 a person. It's a minimum of four people. I continue to say, and some people have criticized, saying, ah, it's a bunch of folding chairs, what's the big deal? I continue to understand, as do many of you, that as it, clearly LSU does as well, it is becoming increasingly difficult to get people because the home viewing experience is so good to get pe- oh by the way it comes with parking passes as well for 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 four um to get people to come to your event and not everybody wants to drive and park on the old golf course and walk across Nicholson and down Gurrier to Alec Box Stadium and go sit in the bleachers and cram yourself in and be out in the sun like this is a premium way to watch it. You get a parking pass. You get pregame field access. You get access to the Champions Club if you want some air condition. You want premium beverages and food options. It's all there for you if you want to pay a little more. 
I understand LSU using it as a revenue generator and also as an opportunity to give fans an experience to get them to come to the venues. I salute LSU. And the best news is, if you don't like it, if you think it's a ripoff, don't go. But just like the Skyline Club at Tiger Stadium or what they called the yard last year, the tented areas uh, in the corners where it was private access where you could pay and have access to, to alcohol if you wanted during the game, it's all good because it's all giving fans options. And if you don't want to exercise those options, fine. But if this is something that gets people out to the park, I salute it. All right, it's Locked on LSU, your team every day. Tomorrow we'll preview LSU basketball going up to South Carolina and the LSU baseball series against Eastern Kentucky. Until then, we'll see you. Locked on LSU, your team every day.